Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the It's the Blank for Me podcast. I'm Dave McMahon with my co-host, Eli Jordan. How's it going? And Cole Coggins. What's up? And now we're in the first week of October, and we just want to get into the beloved spooky season. My personal favorite. My two co-hosts don't necessarily agree with me on that one. No, Christmas is better. Christmas. Even though even though Halloween, a.k.a. spooky season, is 10 million times better than Christmas. Christmas. Allegedly. Christmas. <laughs> But to get you guys into the spooky season spirit, I would love to tell you guys the origin story of how Halloween came to be. Now, Halloween is a beloved holiday Christmas, celebrated Christmas. each year on October 31st. And of course, as you guys know, this is a day full of activities and uh, other things such as like pumpkin patches, trick-or-treating, amazing chili and cinnamon rolls. You guys should definitely try that mix. It's amazing. Don't listen to him. Don't knock it till you try it. It's more of a Kansas thing, but I promise chili with cinnamon rolls is elite. You don't have to eat the chili on the cinnamon roll, but a, some chili, then a bite of the cinnamon roll, oh, it's elite. It sounds is, like hell on earth. <laughs> it, it is elite. Fire. Now, this tradition actually originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Salmon, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. This day for the Celts actually marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. The Celtics believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Salmon, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to Earth. Anyways, and I find this so interesting, mainly for the fact that it all turned out into a tradition and basically a ritual of how to fiend off ghosts to protect your loved ones into what we know and we love today, such as going around for young kids and trick-or-treating, or for us older kids, getting to dress up as our favorite movie characters or even video game characters and going out to parties and enjoying friends and seeing the creativity that the humankind has to present. Um, all that information about the story of Halloween I actually got from History.com. If you guys want to go and check it out, there's a lot, much, there's a lot more to the story that you guys can go and read on down there. And uh, getting into something else, we wanted to actually tell you guys our scary stories that we wanted to bring into the table just to kind of give you guys more of a spooky, scary vibe. And uh, I think Cole is going to start us off with his first scary story. Of course. Of course. I'm Don't start. suck. I'll try not to. So, my story comes from Birmingham, Alabama, in the Sloss Furnaces. So, Birmingham, Alabama was founded in 1871, five years after the Civil War, and with it, the need for tons of pig iron to fix Americans' crumbling infrastructure. To satisfy the demand, Colonial James Wither Sloss started construction on Sloss Furnaces. A year later, the company opened its doors to hundreds of employees, according to its official website, according on, well, no, working on blast furnaces was an advanced job, and it was also dangerous. That danger was soon realized as many workers started being incinerated in the furnaces and falling to their deaths. It's crazy. <laughs> Conditions only worse in the early 1900s after a cruel foreman, James Slag, Wormward, took a job at Sloss. According to Reader's Digest, Wormward took dangerous risk in order, in order to increase production. As a result, as a result, oh my goodness, I cannot speak today. Nearly 50 employees died on site, and many were involved in terrible accidents during his tenure. Allegedly, in retaliation, his workers tossed him into the furnace in 1906. You can still tour the grounds today if you dare. While there, you might just hear the voice of Slag tell his employees to get back to work, along with other paranormal occurrences. 
Sloths even host a Fright Night every year around Halloween that's based heavily on the Slag story. You can also find this on countryliving.com. They have a lot of other scary stories that came from different places in the world. So if you need something to look at, go there. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of shivering in my boots. A little bit, a little bit. I think I'll go ahead and start off with this next one. So mine is the story of Axe Murder Hollow. You can find this in the book Spooky, Pennsylvania by Essie Schlosser. Susan and Ned were driving through a wooded, empty section of highway. <laughs> Lightning flashed, thunder roared, and the sky went dark in the torrential downpour. Why are you I, talking like that? I pooped. We better stop, said Susan. Oh, good enough. Ned nodded his head in agreement. He stepped on the brake, and suddenly the car started to slide on the slick pavement. They plunged off the road and slid into a hole at the bottom of an incline. Pale and shaking, Ned quickly turned to check if Susan was all right. Cole, why did our lights turn red in the apartment? Ah! When she nodded, Ned relaxed and looked through the rain-soaked window. I'm going to see how bad it is, he told Susan, and went out into the storm. She saw his blurry figure in the headlights, walking around the front of the car. A moment later, he jumped beside her, soaking wet. The car's not badly damaged, but we're wheel-deep in mud, he said. I'm going to have to go for help. Susan swallowed nervously. There would be no quick rescue here. He told her to turn off the headlights and lock the doors until he returned. Axe murder hollow. Although Ned hadn't said the name aloud, they both knew what he had been thinking when he told her to lock the car. This was the place where a man had once taken an axe and hacked his wife to death in a jealous rage over an alleged affair. Supposedly. Supposedly. Allegedly. That's crazy. (laughs) Supposedly, the axe-wielding spirit of the husband continued to haunt this section of the road. Outside the car, Susan heard a shriek, a loud thump, and a strange gurgling noise. She couldn't see anything in the darkness. Frightened, she shrank down in her seat. She sat in silence for a while. Then she noticed another sound. Bump, bump, bump. It was a soft sound like something being blown by the wind. Suddenly, the car was illuminated by a bright light. An official-sounding voice told her to get out of the car. Ned must have found a police officer. Susan unlocked the door and stepped out of the car. As her eyes adjusted to the bright light, she saw it, hanging by his feet. From the tree next to the car was the dead body of Ned. His bloody throat had been cut so deeply he was nearly decapitated. Wow. The wind swung his corpse back and forth so that it thumped against the tree. No thanks. Bump, bump, bump. Susan screamed and ran toward the voice in the light. As she drew close, she realized the light was not coming from a flashlight. Standing there was the glowing figure of a man with a smile on his face and a large, solid, and definitely real axe in his hands. She backed away from the glowing figure until she bumped into the car. Playing around when my back was turned, the ghost whispered. Stroking the sharp blade of the axe in his fingers. You've been very naughty. The last thing she saw was the glint of the axe blade in the eerie, iridescent light. Hmm. So, uh, was this man, like, did he eat a lot of glow sticks or something? That's what <laughs> that, that was my, my idea when I first read this. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean... It was definitely. I, I like the. I like the atmosphere you produce. Thank Very you. nice. I, I like how both there. your stories said alleged, 
in it. I don't. You said supposed. I don't. I don't like. Yeah, you keep adding allegedly. <laughs> to my, it. It's my favorite word. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. That's enough. Indubitably. No. I use big words to sound more photosynthesis. No thanks. I choose life. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and go into my story, which is I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it. If you are, that's actually awesome. It's pretty. It's a pretty well-known story. It's called the Russian Sleep Experiment. Um, This story recounts into an experiment set in the late 1940s uh, Soviet test facility in a military-sanctioned scientific experiment. Five political prisoners were kept in a sealed gas chamber with an airborne stimulant continually administered in order to keep the subjects awake for 30 consecutive days. The prisoners were falsely promised that they would be set free from the prison if they completed the experiment. The subjects behaved as usual during the initial days, talking to each other and whispering to the researchers through the one-way glass, though it was noted that their discussions gradually became darker in subject matter. After nine days, one subject began screaming uncontrollably for hours, while the others had no reaction to his outbursts. The man screamed for so long that he tore his vocal cords. The man didn't know why he was screaming. He was paralyzed. When the second one started screaming, the others prevented the researchers from looking inside by pasting torn book pages and their own feces on the porthole windows. A few days passed without the researchers being able to look inside, during which the chamber was completely silent. The researchers used the intercom to test if the subjects were still alive, and got a short response of a subject expressing compliance. On the 15th day, the the researchers decided to turn off the stimulating gas and reopen the chambers. The subjects did not want the gas to turn off, for fear they would fall asleep. Upon looking inside, they discovered that the four surviving subjects had performed lethal and severe mutilation and disembowelment on themselves during the past days, including tearing off flesh and muscles, removing multiple abdominal internal organs, practicing self-cannibalism, and allowing 10 centimeters of blood and water to accumulate on the floor. If you guys don't know, 10 centimeters is 4 inches. By jamming pieces of flesh from the first subject into the drain, who was found dead on the floor as soon as the chamber was opened. The subjects also violently refused to leave the chamber and and begged the scientists to continue administering the stimulant, murdering one soldier and and severely injuring another that attempted to remove them. After eventually being removed from the chamber, all subjects were shown to exhibit extreme strength, unprecedented resistance to drugs and, and sedatives, the ability to remain alive despite lethal injuries, and a desperate desire to stay awake and be given the stimulant. It was also found that if any one of the subjects fell asleep, they would die. After being somewhat treated for their severe injuries, the surviving three subjects were prepared to return to the gas chamber with the simulant by the orders of military officials. With the EKG monitors showing short reoccurring moments of brain death, before the chamber was sealed, one of the subjects fell asleep and died, and the only subject that could speak screamed to be immediately sealed in the chamber. The military commander ordered for three other researchers to be closed inside the chamber alongside the two remaining subjects. One researcher immediately drew his gun and killed the commander and the mute subject by shooting both of them in the head, causing the other personnel to flee the room. With only one surviving subject, the terrified researcher explained that he would not allow himself to be locked in a room with monsters that could no longer be called people. He desperately asked what the subject was, to which the subject smiled and identified himself, and the other fallen subjects as an inherent evil inside the human mind that is kept in check by the act of sleeping. After a brief pause, a researcher shot the prisoner in the heart, and with his dying breath on the floor, the subject muttered his final words, so nearly free. Spooky. That's crazy. That is insane. 
I almost peed myself. That is hands down probably my favorite um, scary story that I've ever heard. But uh, now we're going to kind of get on to a lighter topic, a lighter Ooh. subject. Um, guys, what is your plans for Halloween? I have no clue. You have no idea? No. <laughs> kind of got a big expectation to fill from last year, at least in my eyes. People can say otherwise. But I had a pretty good costume last year, I'd say. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but it kind of went viral on Twitter or anything. I know David signed because I talk about it all the time. But it is Halloween, and seeing as how that was almost a year ago now, I'm giving myself big expectations to fill, and I'm not really sure how I'm going to fill it. How about you guys? Cole, what's your plans for Halloween? Um, I really care less about Halloween, so I'm kind of just going to go with the flow. What's going on? If you got free candy... Just drop it by my door. Cole doesn't have a choice. I'll so still eat it. My plan, which also involves Cole, That's is true. we are going to dress up as Maverick and Goose from Top Gun, which is my favorite show of all time. And we are definitely going to go trick-or-treating because I love candy. And we are going to show off our costume while playing Highway to the Danger Zone at any given chance we can. But going on to that, talking about costumes, we're actually going to bring up the top ten costumes of 2020. Starting at number 10, we have Unicorn. Kind of crazy, but it's there. Well, to kind of explain it a little bit more, it's very rainbowy, very colorful. Sparkly, apparently, is what it says. Tenth most searched in Halloween costumes on Google in September. That's saying a lot, seeing as how the Unicorn is very overdone. Come on, girls. Get out there. Get original. Do something better. Oh, okay, but like, what would you guys rate it? Like, one out of ten. You'd put it at a two? Like, two for two being best. Two being, oh, I thought you meant, like, give it a 1 out of 10 rating. Okay, yeah, that's fine. 1 out of 10 rating. Go, go with two. that. 2. Cool. I mean, it's kind of original, so I'd give it a good 4. You know, I'd give it a 5. I'd give it a It's not bad. It's not bad. Moving on to number 9. We have the 1980s. Whether that be your stereotypical jazzercising mom or your heavy metal rockers, you can get out there and find something creative to do with the decade of 1980s with the wild clothing they had out there. Okay, but this one is solid, boys. I mean, think about it. 1980s was an amazing year music-wise. It was the revolt against the man. Now, I know that the jazzercise, the scrunchies, all that good stuff, the, the leg warmers. The, oh, Lord, the leg warmers. Yes, Bad time. Bad uh, but time. you know what? One out of ten, boys, I have to rate this one a solid seven. Yeah, I'm going to go like a solid 7.5 just because there's so much you could do. Like I said, you can go as your favorite rockers. You could go as your favorite techno bands from the 80s, the, jazz, the jazzercise people. There's just so much you can do there, and you can really get creative with it. Cool. What do you think, bud? I'm going to have to go with six. Why, Why is that? Because, I mean, it's, 20, it's 2020, guys. So <laughs> if that's 40 years ago, the kids these days, they're going to be like, oh, what kind of music is this? Oh, they're not going to want to be in the scrunchies and leg warmers. Only people that can understand that are the people that are now in their 60s. That's fair. That's fair. Number eight, we have the original yet I say way overdone, Chucky. Now, if you guys don't know who Chucky is, he is a thriller horror killer that I don't know exactly when the movie was produced. I but think it's in this one, you'll rate most of your thriller-type people. Your Jason Voorhees, your Freddy Kruegers, your Chuckies. Is there any that I'm forgetting? Jason. Freddy, uh, did you just say Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Oh, well, then no. I got Freddy, Jason, Chucky, Saul. Me, personally, I like the Chucky idea. I think the costume itself 
looks really nice. I think it's very aesthetically pleasing. But I'm telling you, it's overdone. I'm going to give this one a solid 2 out of 10. I do like the thrillers. Those are my personal favorite Halloween movies, but they are overdone. I've done one myself when I was a senior in high school. I did Jason. So, yeah, I'm going to have to put it at about a 6. I'm but going. needless to say, in those things, if you do them very well, you can put that at a 9 or a 10. I'm going to be a 1 out of 10 on that one. Wow. Sorry. Dang. You know what, though? I put it at a 2, so it's all right. Okay, so... Number seven, we've got Average Child's Favorite Game, Fortnite. Boo. Fortnite. If you guys don't know much about Fortnite, Fortnite is a very popular game. It is a load into the map, drop, find weapons, find materials, and try to survive. It's a battle royale. Don't play it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, based off Cole's negativity, you can already tell he's going to rate this a zero out of ten. I'm going to rate it a negative. Negative (laughs) Anyways. This Five. the Fortnite costume I would say is definitely good for little kids because that is what they are all about nowadays. But for adults, if I see you around out with a pickaxe, or even just a onesie with what this looks like out at a party, you're getting drop kicked. You're getting drop kicked. Now, like like you said, I think for little kids this is a good way to go. I mean, most of them are still playing Fortnite. There's plenty of options there to where they can do their favorite characters. So sure, if you're let's say below the age of 12, 13, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Above that. Sweet chin music. Sweet chin music. I'm talking ankle to the chin. I'm going to have to rate this a solid 0 of 10. I'm going to give this two ratings. For an adult, 0. For little kids, I'm going to give them a 7 or 8. Like I said, gives them room to be creative with all their different characters. Especially if they decide to do their own personal character. Cole, what's your negative, bud? I'm negative 5. And, Ooh. And, no, it's just... It, it's, it's overrated. It, it was hot for like maybe a year. That's it. Well, number six, we have the beloved yet horrifying clown. I love clowns. No, I hate clowns. It's actually a pretty big fear of good old clowns David awesome. McMahon's. Good to hate, know. Hate clowns. Whether you make it spooky or silly. <laughs> no. I hate you. We're not doing that right now. Whether you make it spooky or silly, clowns are honestly a pretty solid costume all year round. Mainly because if it's silly, it's a great little party warmer. But if it's terrifying, it could also be a great party warmer just... In a different way. Warming of the pants by P, that is. Wow. Uh, what do you guys think of this one? I'm going to have to say that it's, you know, pretty solid. I mean, there's a lot of creativity here, a lot of things that you can get original with it. But overall, I'm going to have to put it around 6.5 out of 10. I ha- Honestly, I'd have to give it a 7.5 out of 10, mainly because it clowns are terrifying to me. Mostly if I see a clown, I'm, I'm going to admire how much they put into their costume and just how great it looks overall. Cole? I'm going to give it a 0 out of 10, because if I wanted to dress up as a clown, I could just dress up normally. Well, Jesus Christ, negative Nancy. You haven't given anything a good rating. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Ew, so I hate this next one already. What? Rossi? Number mm. five, Descendants. Now, I can't tell you very much about this other than the fact that I know it's a Disney show. And like I said, if you're still you know, a prepubescent teenager, even a little kid, I'll give you the pass on this one. But if you're an adult, you get the same thing as Fortnite. Sweet chin music, straight to the dome. One, two, three, sweet shit music. Cole, let's, let's. I don't even have much to say about this Descendants, so let's just jump right into the ratings. Cole, give us a rating. Uh, you know, I like the colors, so I give it a good four. Okay, not extremely positive, but we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give two ratings, kind of like Frosty did last time. Um, for for a prepubescent teen, I would definitely say like, especially with how creative it is, seven out of ten. But for an adult. I'm going to give you about a 2 out of 10, bub. So, 
like, I'm going to do the same thing for, you know, your kids, your target audience, 6.5 for your adult sweet chin music out of 10. Alrighty, so at number four, my favorite costume, ladies and gentlemen, is the dinosaur. <laughs> that is the inflatable one to where you have the air pack that blows up the suit around you. Yes, sir. So this costume, number one, is just amazing. There's been so many little antics around Facebook. I know a bunch of people have seen it, where people have gotten to these costumes and just honestly rain terror to the public. And I absolutely love it. If I see you pulling up to a party or if I see you trick-or-treating, you are getting that king-size candy bar, and I promise you that. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot, and I feel like we're being a little bit biased in the fact with all the memes that went out with these. If you've seen the videos of, like, the armies of people in these, it's hilarious every time. Like, that's the type of thing that lives rent-free in my head every October. Let's go ahead and get down right down to the ratings. Uh, Frosty, what do you give it? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. It, sweet, wow. it really did just sweep the board here in a roaring fashion. And number three, Spider-Man. Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Cut. Anyways, Spider-Man is definitely one of my favorite of the Marvel Universe superheroes. And also, this is definitely kind of a very original, but also, I'm sorry to say it, overdone costume so how is it original and overdone uh, it's original mainly for the fact that it's like wow it's spider-man you know everybody wow. since everybody since we were little has gone as spider-man so that's how i think it's overdone as well but also i mean it's an amazing costume I, I don't have much to say other than it's a great costume as with the thriller thing earlier i think this just depends on how well it's done if you just go get a morph suit that looks like a spider-man costume you can do better but if you get out there you make your own mask your suit looks really good. I think this could be a solid 7.5, almost maybe even close to an 8 out of 10. Is that your rating, buddy? We're, yeah, we're going to leave it at 7.8 in the median. Cole? Uh, seeing that, I think if you go like the more modern, kind of like newer Spider-Man, I would I would give it a good 8. 8 out of 10. It's, to me, it's the overdoneness for me, but uh, I would definitely say probably a 6 out of 10. Sorry. Right, now moving on to number 2. <laughs> Oh, the good old witch. This one is my personal favorite, mainly because it looks so good on anybody who wears it. It's a classic Halloween costume. I mean, honestly, there's a witch every year, and they just keep looking better and better. I mean, they can cast a spell on me. That's completely fine. I'd have to agree with that one. There's very few witch costumes you see, and especially our age around the college area, that don't make you say, thank goodness for witches. She's the Wicked Witch of the West, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Frosty, let's get right into ratings, bud. 8.2. This is a 9 out of 10 for me. Hmm. I don't know. I give it a good 7. Now rolling into number 1. Could we get a drum roll, please? Number 1 being... It. it. Eh. I hate this number. We already talked about the clowns thing earlier. That's a little disappointing that... What website is this? All right, insider.com. The clowns have already been done. It is a little disappointing that insider.com put clowns at, I think, five or six, and then it at one. I mean, yes, it's going to be your ultimate clown costume, but it's still ultimately a clown. Scary? Yes, but that's because it's a clown. It's nothing new. It's just not it. <laughs> that's an old <laughs> knee slapper right there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that joke went over my head. Anyways, let's get right into the ratings. Frosty kicks off. Like we said with the clowns earlier, I think I don't remember what I said, but we're gonna go six out of ten. 
Um, for me, I, I full-heartedly agree with the whole... At the end of the day, it's a clown, so... I gotta give it a six. I'm giving it a zero, because I hate the movie It, my opinion. And uh, that's creepy, so... I'm a straight so big zero. So why, why, why is that not a higher score if it is creepy? That should, that should be a higher score. Though. No, it should be a lower score because I don't want to see it. Sounds like Cole is a bit of a punani. You heard it here first. If I, if I see you wearing that, I'm sucker punching him. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the It's the Blank for Me podcast. I'm David McMahon with my co-host. Eli Jordan. And Cole Coggins. Until next time. See ya. Yeah.